you don't grow when you're comfortable. It's only through uncomfortable situations that you grow. So be grateful for those challenging times because it's only through uncomfort that you grow. grow, grow. Hey everyone, what's up? My name is Sagi and I'm the host of the show. My guest today is someone who I met in a 10X conference back in Vegas in early 2018. She's a beauty queen, like a really true Miss Canada beauty queen, and um, has been on the TV show The Bachelor. But she's also a super enthusiastic and driven entrepreneur from a very young age. Brittany holds a passion to help and inspire people to push themselves out of their comfort zone. And now she's a high performance coach for six, seven figure earners. This show is about mindset, the one true secret weapon that we all have as creative entrepreneurs, but usually don't use properly, um, guilty as charged. We talk about how to make sure we grow to our true potential, what it takes to be an entrepreneur, and how to stay positive even if you experience difficulties, and way more, um, she gave super practical tips on how to overcome your mindset and obstacles. It was just amazing. And now we also talk about um, social media and building a personal brand, specifically on Instagram, uh, because Brittany has a super engaged uh, personal brand, and, and she's like a social media expert with a massive, massive, massive engaged following. So if you're like me and you're on the search to become the best version of yourself, I really recommend you listen to this episode and also follow Brittany on Instagram later. So are you ready, Creativepreneurs? Let's do this. Yo, 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 what's up, Creative Entrepreneurs? Sagi here and welcome to the Creativepreneur Show, the podcast where digital creatives share their stories on how they've instilled greatness into their own lives and the lives of others. Where we discuss strategies for online businesses, personal branding, mindset, design, digital marketing, storytelling, high achievement, and so much more. Everything we need in order to build our influence, our brand, and our businesses in order to build a life of impact. Welcome to the show, Brittany. It's like, it's, it's great to have you. And by the way, just to start, like, your name is like, you pronounce it Michael Chuck. Yes. You know, and but just to anybody who doesn't know, so Michael basically like you write it uh, like Michal, which is a very popular Israeli name. I'm from Israel, by the way. So like Michal is a is a popular Israeli name, and Chuck is like you say usually here in Israel they say Chuk. So it's kind of like Michal Chuk, which is pretty common, I guess, like Israeli surname. So it's kind of like it's funny because it's like an Israeli last name that you have, and but you pronounce it totally different. So <laughs> pretty cool. I'm Polish, Ukrainian, and Italian. Polish, Ukrainian. Oh my God, that's an awesome combination. All right. So yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we, I want to talk to you today about mostly what you have going on now, because I know like in recent interviews and, and past interviews, you talked about what was what you had going on and like, you know, throughout your life. And because you have so much that you had going on, just like coming up like in an entrepreneurial uh, house and selling, selling rocks that you painted on as a kid, as your first business, kind of like when you're like, how old, like six years old or 10 or? Um. I was very young. Um, my mom told me stories that I was an entrepreneur since the day that I could talk. When I understood there was potential and opportunity out there and I just, I loved connecting with people. I loved just the essence of entrepreneurship. It's creating, it's building, it's connecting, it's, it's, 
really making what I feel is making the most of my life. I think that entrepreneurship allows me the vehicle to push myself and to be able to create different opportunities. So I've, I love entrepreneurship. I've been a big fan since I could speak. Yeah. And like entrepreneurship is like one thing. And like, I know that also mindset is the other because you also had uh, experiences kind of like shape you the way you are right now coming up. First of all, with your, uh, you live with your grandfather for like three years. Right. And, and he was a, a, a very, strong figure uh, in your, you know, as a child uh, with a strong influence on you. And I heard he was a great man. And also kind of like coming up, uh, like I know you have some kind of story. I just want to touch on, uh, for one minute on your story. It's coming up like, as, as, uh, as you say, the ugly duck. Um, can you talk about that for a second? Yeah, of course. I uh, grew up up until I think about... I grew up most of my life what I felt like an ugly duckling and people really uh, love to rub my face in it and remind me of it. Um, I've been teased about my looks almost my entire life and even into my adulthood. I mean, I um, also was about like 30 pounds heavier and so I felt like uh, society just um, loves to judge you and loves to shame you for anything that they can really get their hands on. And so it was just really challenging. And I don't regret any experience in my life that has been hard because I believe that every single experience has brought me to who I am today. And every single experience has built my character and grown me as a person and just growing up, um, with that experience being very bullied my entire life, you just really come to realize what's truly important. You, you realize that heart and character and intelligence are everything. Looks are skin deep. They're very shallow. They, um, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. They open some doors, but they don't hold the door open for you to walk through. You have to back that up with intelligence and a work ethic and um, the capacity to really help people and impact people. And so um, I just learned from a very young age that, uh, yeah, people can be cruel and um, you just really have to work on what's inside to be able to create somebody that you're proud of looking in the mirror and really not focus on the superficial, shallow stuff that at the end of the day, means nothing. Um, I think some of the most beautiful people that society would coin as having the perfect symmetrical body and shape are ugly because of their insides. And I think that more people should really focus on judging people based on what's in their mind and their heart and not what their outer appearance is. Because you don't get to choose what your outer appearance looks like, but you get to choose how you show up every single day. Yeah. Totally. And I think that once you said like, you know, looks can open up some doors, then I think in your case, there's also, in a way, as an entrepreneur, people might be also afraid of that for just a bit, like, you know, because you look like a model and your Instagram is also like full of pictures of you. Like, you know, I mean, you look great and that can be also a bit deceiving. Maybe she's not the entrepreneur like if she's a model there's a lot of like stuff maybe she's not as smart or whatever I know stigma that, around it. right and so you basically have your challenges with that as well like which is which is funny to think about like but but anyhow like it's amazing that you grew up like and when I heard that I'm like oh you grew up like is, is what you call the ugly ducks it just doesn't make sense so it's and then you got basically into um into beauty contests and you got mm-hmm. to be eventually on uh, Miss Universe Canada which is pretty crazy. 
and and then obviously and then after that you were in the bachelor that was really in recent years right <laughs> yeah <laughs> when, when, was. when was that like, three years ago uh the bachelor was two years ago okay and uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think that based on my social media, I think there can be a common misconception. Like people ask me, are you a model? And I'm like, no, like I, I, I've done like one page shoot this year just because my friend was planning an event and I wanted to help them out. Like I thought the project was really cool to get involved with, but I don't do modeling. The reason why I post photos on my Instagram from photo shoots is because those convert the best. The reason why I post um, photos of like, Im images of mirror selfies because that's what gets the most um, attention. And you know what? Without attention, you can't impact people. If right. you have the attention of one or two people, it's really hard to impact the world. When you have the attention of thousands, millions of people, you can have a way better chance at impacting the world and achieving your goals and dreams. And so I've just learned based on the algorithm, based on the analytics, the most um, engagement that I get and the most um, focus is from these specific type of photos. So that's the type of content that I create. Like all, if I, if I did a photo of like a view, I wouldn't get absolutely zero engagement. So that wouldn't help me achieve my goals to massively impact the world. Yeah. So yeah, that's a very common misconception that I get. Um, and um, the other common misconception is just from doing beauty pageants as well. And the reason why I did beauty pageants was to become confident. The reason why I did beauty pageants was to become a better public speaker. And so I lived in a city, Calgary, Alberta, I think 1.3 million people right now. There's not a lot of stage opportunities. There's very little. And so I was like, I really want to get on more stages. I want to practice my public speaking. I want to get out there and use my voice. And there weren't a lot of opportunities. So I did get involved in pageants. I won Miss Calgary and Miss Speech International and blah, blah, blah. It was, um, uh, I think 60 women from across the world uh, that had to have a university education and it was more of a, a speaking competition. Yeah. But so my point is, um, I think it's very common for people to um, perceive a specific, perceive me in a specific light based on my photos, based on the beauty pageants. But it's so important to look so much deeper than that and be like, why did she do that? And really understand you can't judge a book by its cover without yeah. reading its pages first. But anyways, to go on that, that topic that we were talking about yeah you just got to show up and you got to do what you want to do and focus on building your skill sets and I don't regret a second of it I don't regret going on The Bachelor I don't regret competing in Miss Calgary I don't regret um, any of it because uh, some of the experiences turned out to be much harder I was actually painted as the biggest villain ever when I'm really not I'm just very competitive and very confident so it was uh, shed in a very interesting light when you watch what I said back to what I watched, what I said back on television. But anyways, but yeah, it's those experiences that shape you into the person. It's those experiences that really push you to the limits. Like going on national television was probably one of the hardest things that I had ever done because of the way that things were portrayed very inaccurately of what actually may or may not have transpired. I'm not allowed to talk about much. But the point was, through it all, I just stopped giving up what people thought about me because when you go to such an extreme where I was so bullied after that show, it was 
horrible. Yeah. Like people would come up to me and be like, did you actually do this? Like, cause I used to cook for the girls. They're like, oh, she's trying to fatten us up. And they tried to like paint me into this villain that was trying to fatten up the girls and sabotage them. I'm like, no, I actually just love cooking. But anyway, so people would come up to me and be like, well, you're actually trying to sabotage the girls. And so, yeah, it was a really interesting experience and I got a lot of backlash from it. But through that, I grew into who I am today where like, you can't say anything to phase me now because through that, I was like, I am no longer going to care what people think about me because if I allowed myself to engage in the negative feedback, if I allowed myself to base my self-worth off what they thought of this villain character, mm-hmm. I wouldn't love myself. I would have no confidence in myself to go and pursue my goals and dreams in a big way. And so it was a very precious life lesson. Um, It was very challenging, but everything happens for a reason. And uh, here we are today. Yeah. I mean, first of all, like, by the way, have you ever tried to write down your origin story? Kind of like just write down the story in a way of like storytelling. It's like with the conflicts and all. What do you mean? I mean, there's a, like, there's this way of like, when you're a speaker, then you can uh, write your story. And it's like the uh, Russell Brunson has like a system and uh, there's also like, here's two journeys. Basically, there's a way to write down your story. Mm, yeah. Um, right. And so like, I think it would be a very interesting uh, storyline just to kind of like write down your story and, and look at all the conflicts that, you know, you, uh, you struggled with that made you who you are today. So it's I like that idea. Yeah, there's been a lot. There's been a lot of different experiences um, that uh, throughout it all, I think people look at their challenges and um, it really gets them into a funk and a negative mindset when those challenges are the greatest blessings that people could possibly have because it's through the hard times that you build character and grit. And it's through those experiences that stretch you or else you're in your comfort zone. And somebody once said this to me about five years ago and it greatly impacted my life. And they said that you don't grow when you're comfortable. And I just remember, and I was like, well, well, no, I grow a lot. Like I go to school, I do a lot of extracurricular activities. Like what do you mean? And then I was like, as time progressed, I really understood what that meant. Yeah. And it's so true. It's only through uncomfortable situations that you grow. When you're comfortable and you're loving life and you're flying high and things are going well for you, you're not growing. You're, you're coasting and building, yeah. but it's not stretching. It's not challenging you. So be grateful for those challenging times because it's only through uncomfort that you grow. It's so true. And I think that also, when you look at movies and stories, the heroes, they would not be, we would not have any interest in them if they didn't have any conflict. Like if the hero had a challenge and they went and they got it and that's it, like done, then we wouldn't have any interest in the hero itself. But when the hero has conflicts and challenges along the way, then that's what makes us interested in, in them. And also when we think about like our stories and our lives, then when we have these challenges, then it's like our book that we're writing. And at the end, Exactly. We're going to have stories to tell to others to inspire them and kind of like help them through the struggles. So totally, totally agree with what you said. And, and also like being an entrepreneur myself for the past two years, you know, having those crazy moments where like, yeah, it's definitely toughening. And I know you are all about mindset today and you are a coach for um, other <coughs> owners and entrepreneurs. And, and that's mainly what I wanted to talk to you about because I think like it's very interesting, the work that you're doing right now. And also kind of like you're so positive you're so like you're always kind of like you know uh cheerful positive like in and you're in action mode all the time like going to conferences you know networking with amazing people so 
what is like, in, if you're looking at like, um, what is the main thing that you come across when, with, with the people you coach today uh, with their mindset that you have to work on? Yeah, that's a really, um, that's really important to bring up, I feel like. And um, mindset is everything. Right. I have been through very highs in my life and I've been through very low lows in my life. And I think that what has allowed me to, I guess, decrease the severity of the lows is by really understanding everything is a perspective. Everything's a perspective. And when you are able to control how you think, you control your perspective. And if you can control your perspective, you can control your attitude. And if you can control your attitude, you control your happiness, success, and quality of life. And that all stems from learning how to control your thoughts. And this is one of the biggest challenges I find with people is they allow their thoughts to be stimulated by their external environment. Mm -hmm. And they lose full power. They lose complete power to um, create the life that they want, to stay positive, to stay optimistic, to be passionate and ambitious and happy and create that success they desire because they don't know how to control how they think. They allow other people to affect them. They allow external circumstances to affect their mood in the moment. And so one of the things I really spend a lot of time, energy, and resources on practicing is how do I control my state? How do I always stay in control of who I am, what I believe, and what I'm thinking. And I'm not perfect. I go through maybe like once or twice a year where I'll get like super down and like, I mean, I'm human. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, I'm positive all the time. Like that's unrealistic. Nobody's like that. Anyone who tells you that is bullshitting you because they want to put themselves on a pedestal and seem perfect to you when that's just not the case. Everyone goes through ups and downs. It's the, the problem is when people admit they go through downs, people like to attack them and people like to then, um, attack their credibility and be like, oh, well, if you're not perfect, why should I listen to you? Yeah. I'm just doing the best I can with what I have. And my point is that when you're going through those downs, it's so important to just really focus on being like, I'm in control of my thoughts. What is the thoughts that I want to have to be able to empower myself, to be able to create the results that I want and staying very precisely dedicated to believing those thoughts. Because your mind is literally just an outcome of what you choose to believe. Mm -hmm. Like your entire life, your reality, your perception of everything is the result of what you choose to believe. So if you can control what you believe, you control every aspect of your life. You control how you show up. You control the outcome of your life. You control your everything. You control your state of being. And I think that's the most powerful thing that you can do with your entire life is learn how to control your state of being. Now, the question is, how? Like, what are the proper, like, exercises when someone is in a state where, like, I, I also had that, like, you know, getting in places where getting phone calls from the bank, like, like, hey, listen, like, you're so, like, out of your limits that we, you know, cut your credit and, like, you're trying to launch stuff and it doesn't work or whatever. You're trying to get clients and, you, like, nobody wants to work with you. And I have, like, I, I've experienced it firsthand. 
and also and so like experiences firsthand also inside this kind of like trying to trying to be in a, in a great mindset kind of like and it's very very hard wow. so another question is how do you work with people that still don't you know they're like what are the proper exercises maybe that you could give them which is like just try this a couple times a day or once a day and um in your routine and that will help you there's so many there's so many it's such a good question one of them is to really understand that the voice in your head is just chatter mm-hmm. that the voice in your head you have control over and so i think it really boils down to multiple um multitude of things i think one of the most important ones is realizing how trivial your fucking problems are like your problems are so trivial in the grand scheme of things. 98% of them, okay? I'm, I'm not going to discredit all of them. 98% of the things that you worry about, the things that you are stressed about, the things that get you depressed are so small in the big picture. Mm-hmm. And when you really understand that, like you said, when your bank account goes overdraft, I mean, that that's so small when you think about the scope of your life and how much money you have the potential to create in the future and how you're alive and, and lucky to be breathing air and how there's so many people. Somebody once said this to me and it was very impactful and life-changing to me. They said, some people are praying for your challenges because theirs are so bad. That literally gives me goosebumps to say, but when you really comprehend that some people would do anything to have your problems because you actually have it so good, you then switch your mindset from the negative and the worry and the depression and, and the catastrophic impending doom to, holy shit, you know what? I'm actually kind of lucky. You know what? Things really aren't as bad as I just made them out to be. And when you can choose to have that mindset of, you know what, I'm very lucky, things are good, I'm blessed, I'm happy, I'm healthy, then you then pull yourself out of that dark space and that negative energy into positivity. And so some of the stuff that you can do is keep a journal and just, people always talk about like I am statements. I think it's so, um, not redundant, but I think it's like overplayed. Because it's like, oh, how is writing I am happy, I am successful going to do anything? It's not just important to write that. It's important to believe that. Right. The essence of that exercise is to believe it. Yeah. And so one of the things that you can do is write it down because when you write it down, you're statistically proven more likely to believe it, to remember it, is when you yeah. hear something, you remember it less than if you say something, which you remember it more if you write something down. And so um, whatever it is that you use, whatever mechanisms you use to um, do that, you have to just remember that the entire point of that exercise is to actually believe that you are that person, to believe you are that state of being. Because all you're doing with all these exercises to become stress-free and less um, sad is you're just trying to shift your state. And so there's a multitude of different tools and exercises to shift your state, but you have to figure out what works with you. Yeah. Some of the stuff that works for me when I get stressed is going for a drive. Mm-hmm. Is going for a drive and just putting on positive music. Because the other thing that I notice is when you put yourself into like negative music, like sappy songs or something, mm-hmm. into that headspace, that's not healthy. Yeah. But 
being very conscious of what you put in your mind. So the other thing that I'll do if I ever get into this, those states, I'll listen to audiobooks. One of my favorite books is How to Stop Worrying and Start Living by Dale Carnegie, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, 50 Ways to Yay by Alexis Panso. I don't I hope I didn't butcher her last name. So I listen to to things that when you fill your mind with them, you're creating a state of being. You're creating a mindset. You're creating an attitude. So put positive stuff in your mind. Put things that are going to uplift you. Put things that are going to put you on track. So again, you can write in your journal. You can listen to positive, uplifting music. I used to listen to Fearless Motivation when I would get a little bit discouraged. When I'd be like, can I do this? Like my, I, I, I will, not my goal. I will become one of the most impactful female speakers in this space. And if I ever got into like doubt of that, like, can I do this? Can I build a, a 10 figure business? I would just listen to things that would put me in the right mindset to now there's no question in my mind. Like there's, there's just no question in my mind. Like I am fully convinced that I will achieve my goals because of all the things I've done to prep, but because of the way that you essentially have the opportunity to shape your mindset, like your mind is essentially like a weapon. And if you don't sharpen it, it's going to get dull. When you sharpen it and you do the things that are going to push it and, and challenge it and stretch it and grow it, you are going to reap the benefits of a sharp weapon as a tool. And so, I mean, it's such a hard question. It's such a loaded question because everyone's so different. But those are things that, that have helped me in my life. And I guess you just really have to um, manage, manage your state and, and really be very um, conscious. I think consciousness is such an important word to be very conscious of how you're feeling and where you're at and then being able to judge when you need to pivot and when you need to 10x things and when you need to, to pull back. And so, I mean, everyone's different. Your, your life has a lot of potential and you're a very powerful human being. It's just equates to what are you willing to do and what works and what doesn't work and then figuring out what works. Yeah. And I think that you touched like, you know, being conscious and having control of that inner voice is so important that it's not, not a lot of us have that control of the inner conversation. So basically yeah. the first time I would like I had before I got very into the mindset, uh, personal growth kind of thing, then when I had my breakdown for at first and I got into debt and that's my story, like got into debt, tried to leave my day job and work on my blog full time, got in like it didn't work out. Separated from my partner, got into debt and stuff and it was really bad. And and I remember I I couldn't kind of grasp the inner conversation in my mind. I it was very hard. And yeah. recently I had another kind of like another kind of like entrepreneurial hard times, you know, like it happens. And um yeah. and this time though, and it was it was very more it's like it was in a way worse, objectively worse in terms of like, you know, the money situation, stuff like that, that the risk involved. But I was way more, way more calm. I was like yeah. way more in control. And then like not a long time ago, um, when I got out of the funk and everything, I kind of like talked to a friend of mine who's a, also like a great person, entrepreneur, and uh, has a great mindset. And he was like, dude, you understand that once you, like you're telling me you had control over the inner conversation. And that's like, that's the biggest thing that you can have as an entrepreneur. Yes. And having that exactly. control. And yeah. Having so, control over the inner conversation. Yeah. 
So you, it's, it's great that you brought that up because it's so important, I think, for us. Because we get into overwhelm, we get into uh, shitty situations, we get into all kinds of stuff like as entrepreneurs. But at the end of the day, it's our mindset that is limiting us from everything we want to achieve. So it's a great thing to also kind of like think about. Um, and what's well, everything. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm very driven on bottom line. Like I am a very... Um, entrepreneurial person where I understand the bottom line is is everything to a business if you're not making money you don't have a business if you're not making money you can't sustain your company you can't sustain your life you can't sustain to put a roof over your head or even like feed yourself yeah. so of course you have to make money and the more money you make the more people you can impact the more you can invest in your business and invest in yourself to help more people. So don't get me wrong. I'm very focused on bottom line, but, but it's so important to also have your mindset right. Because without your mindset right, what do you, what do you have? You have a mess, you have chaos, you have stress, you have anxiety. And that is no fun. That is no fun. You can have all the money in the world. And that is no fun living a life that isn't full of quality and happiness. And so, yes, make money, work hard, be successful, but also be happy. Also enjoy yourself along the way. Also be proud of the person that you're looking at in the mirror. Those things are so important. And all of that stuff stems from mindset. Even money and success is mostly mindset as well. It's, it's, it's cultivating courage and strength and a strong work ethic and intelligence to work smart. So everything in life boils down to mindset. And I just think it's one of the most important concepts to master, to create a very high quality, great life. Yeah. And it's so important. Like you also talked about having a vision and that interests me as well, because I'm like, I'm like known as the vision guy because like I built, I hired a coach to help me build my vision. And then like, that's how I got out of my first, like really bad entrepreneurial moment and build my business to six figures. Mm -hmm. And then now like I teach my people like that I mentor and, and coach to also build their visions and work through their like a mm -hmm. six month vision. And then, so can you talk about your process of like building the vision and how you work with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think um, what's really important with the vision is understanding it can change. Yeah. I think that was one of the most hardest things I had to deal with in entrepreneurship at the beginning was being like, no, I want to do this. I'm in this avenue. And it's like, <laughs> that's the cool thing about building a personal brand is you can pivot. Yeah. That's the cool thing about life is you don't have to stay stuck in one vision. Your vision can expand. Your vision can multiply. Your vision can completely change. But as long as you're working hard towards your goals, that's totally fine. Just be gentle and kind to yourself. And um, the other component to vision, I think, is really clarifying that vision. I think that a lot of people have too many visions. Mm -hmm. And they're pulled all over the place. And there's no focus. There's no um, final destination because there's 20 of them. How can you get to 20 places at once? Yeah. And so what I would say is just really pull back, clarify that vision, put a lot of time and energy into crystallizing it. So one of the things I do is I go for drives and I listen to very loud music and I just really clarify and crystallize my vision and bring it to life because then that keeps me centered every day when I wake up. 
every day, every moment of the day, I have a very clear trajectory of how I want my life to turn out. So it's so easy for me to say no. It is so easy for me to say no to people that aren't in alignment with what I want to create in my personal relationships, in my personal friendships, in my personal business relationships, in my company and my life, in my health and wellness, my success, all the different pillars that are important to me. So it's so easy for me to say no to opportunities and people that aren't in alignment with that. Right. That's, you guys, that's so important. That can change people's lives. I know because it's changed my life. But when you don't know how to say no, to things and people that waste your time, you will never achieve the ultimate success that you have the potential to achieve because your time is being spread out in a million different things that aren't progressing you, that aren't building you up, that aren't bringing you closer to your goals. Yeah. And so I see people, they're like, I want my goals, but like, I also want to go out and like, be friends with people that talk shit and are negative and drag me down or I want success, but I also want to sit there and binge watch game of Thrones on Netflix for three days. It's like saying no to the things that aren't um, going to progress you is so important. And that all stems from crystallizing your vision and what you want most in your life and what your goals are. Yeah, I think it's so true. And also like, you know, we are uh, the, day, uh, the product of our choices. And that's what you're talking yeah. about. You're saying like when you have a vision, you can basically separate anything that uh, seems an opportunity. And now you can have this kind of like filter, which is like, is this really an opportunity or is it a distraction and put aside? And I think that's, that's really good, like a really good insight. And to have it flexible is also very important. Like, like you said, it's like visions can change and you don't have to really stick to you know, a, a specific like goal and goal out. You can just, decide it will change have flexibility in your life because you want to be happy and you want to maybe you from the doing you get clarity on on other things you want to do and so i think it's also like also great great insight on, on visions so thank you for sharing that and like of course so another thing i want to talk to you about like you mentioned the power of now as, as the book that you referred to and oh, um, and i know that also kind of like on one hand, um, I know that you believe on taking full control over your life, right? Like you have full control over your choices, full control over your life. And on the other hand, I know that you also talked that the bachelor experience and stuff like that. It's like that you after that believe that some things happen also for a reason. Mm. So it kind of, it clashes, right? Because we have full for control, sure. yet we don't control anything in a way. Um, or we, don't, we control. don't control what happens to us. Mm-hmm. We control how we react. We control everything. I mean, I could have I could have been hit by a car, and some people are literally hit by a car and put in a hospital, and they're they're positive and optimistic about it. They don't see the negative in it. They see the positive in still being alive. They see the positive in gratitude. And so you can never control what happens to you. You can yeah. always control how you react. And there's power in knowing that because then you then. Take away power from anything and everyone outside of you and you take your own power back. Right. You are then in control of your life. You are then in control if other people can hurt you. So many people are like, oh, this guy screwed me over. Men are assholes. No, you allowed that person to affect you. 
yes, there's like 2% of the time, like very extreme cases that you can't control um, that are just uh, absolutely horrific. At the same time, you can still control 100% of the situations that you react to. So are you going to choose to be a victim? Are you going to choose to be negative? Are you choose, going to choose to let it disempower you? Or are you going to choose to, no matter what happens to you, Use it to empower yourself. Are you going to choose that situation to even if it's the smallest little thing to being like, holy shit, this happened to me. This is so bad. But because of this, it reminded me how lucky I am to be alive. So anything, anything in your life, you can choose to frame it as something that is going to benefit you or you can choose to let it completely knock you off your feet and cut off the legs between beneath your your body i mean the choice is yours how you view it and that's why perspective and learning how to control how you view the world how you view people and how you view every single situation is one of the most important skills to master in life it, it controls everything it, it it shapes your entire life yo yo what's up creditpreneurs so if you listened up until now and i just want to drop in and let you know that the new batch of the creditpreneur accelerator is now open for enrollment now that is to when this episode came out and it's only for a limited time um, just because we have limited seats available in the accelerator itself so if you are interested in this six-month program where I will mentor you and a group of like-minded creative entrepreneurs in order for you guys to just scale up your business and also build your tribe then this is perfect for you and I would love to talk to you. We have a landing page. It's on creativepreneuraccelerator.com or you can also find it in the show notes, probably in the Facebook group of creativepreneurs. If you find this relevant for you, just go to the landing page. Then you can book an enrollment call with me through that landing page and we can just hit it off and kind of like, I would love to hear about what your vision for yourself is. Where do you want to see yourself? How can I help you grow your business um, and take your creative skills in order to build a tribe and multiple revenue streams. I'm very excited about this because I've seen what it does to others and I know I can help you if you are a creative and you have a service-based business and you want to grow a tribe of your own, produce content and create a brand for yourself by having an online presence where you also educate others based on your experience, this is perfect for you. It's exactly what I've done and generated obviously a six-figure business off of this, multiple six-figure business just off of this in less than a year and a half. So I can definitely help you get there as well. So again, creatorpreneuraccelerator.com, book the enrollment call, and we will talk. Enjoy the rest of this episode. Cool. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely agree. And you definitely can control any situations. Uh, a good, by the way, like to anybody saying you can't control any situation. Like I know there's some people, but I think you can. I'll, um, I, there's one example that I've heard once, which is very, it's actually, I heard it from my Buddhist teachers, but they, they gave me an example of when you're like, let's say at a stoplight and someone behind yeah. you just like honks. And you're like, hey, you, you, obviously you start getting mad, right? The, the light haven't even switched to green. And you're like, somebody like just like honks their car. And you're like, you're, you're, uh, most people get mad and they can, yeah. they can get upset. And you're like, why is this person honking? And then you start uh, lighting up small fires. Like, uh, why is he honking? And then you start like uh, having uh, the urge to take action. 
and maybe say something or get out of your car. You get, everybody gets that urge. Nobody does. A lot, not, most people don't do anything about it. But then you get the urge also to kind of like hunk back or whatever. And uh, you make up stories about his mother and whatever. And then eventually you turn and look back and see just spotted a friend in the car on the other, like just yeah. in parallel uh, route. So he didn't even hunk at you. So basically like all situations are exactly how you perceive them and you decide how to react to anything. And we are definitely just like um, in charge of our own, own, own situation and thoughts. So thank you for, for saying that and mentioning that. And just to finish off with all the mindset and, and coaching part, do you have like any routines that you can, that you can give to, to again, yes. struggling entrepreneurs, like routines, morning routines or, or routines throughout the day that will help them? Yes. Read books. <laughs> you know, my best piece of advice. I could sit here and give you the best piece of advice you could ever have in your life. But if you got into the habits of reading books, you then could get the best piece of advice on multiple different occasions. Like, it actually blows my mind how people don't think they're reading books is probably one of the most important things to do in life. Like, yeah. books are the essence of learning. Books allow you, like, how many of you guys like to read books? Like, am I the only one? Am I the only nerd? Um, Everybody listening here. Right now. <laughs> okay, good. I'm on Instagram Live right now. So post something in the um, Instagram Live, like a hand raise if you guys love to read books. So I know I'm not the hand only raise one. And your favorite book that you read recently. Yes, please post your favorite book in the Instagram Live for people to see because this will also be watched. And anyone on the podcast, please add me on Instagram. My Instagram is Brittany Michael Chuck, B R I T T A N Y. M-I-C-H-A-L-C-H-U-K. And you can rewind that and please add me. Send me a message on Instagram and I will um, follow you back and send you some really awesome content. I do all kinds of cool lives, great content, really try and add value to my viewers. I think that I'm so blessed and so lucky to even have people's attention that I cherish it. And whatever I do, I really try and add value. Like I don't want to waste anyone's time. I just want to help people. So add me on Instagram and I promise you, you will find some value. So, um, my point I'll is, I'll also put you in the show notes. So yeah. Yes. Thank you guys. Um, but yeah, read books. Books have so much amazing insight. They have so much knowledge. They have so many different perspectives. They just right. can open your mind to endless possibilities. And I never used to like reading. I hated it when I was in university. Um, but then I realized that consuming knowledge is the most important skill in life, <laughs> in my opinion, because when you can consume knowledge, applied knowledge is power. That's how people become successful in business is by accumulating business knowledge. That's how people become successful in their um, field is by uh, consuming knowledge. So become a living, breathing, walking, talking library and you will achieve so much success in life that you didn't even know was possible because of all the information and experience and wisdom and knowledge that you have read through thousands of pages of books. And um, I think that everybody, like, I guess most people listening right now, like in terms of the audience, and I don't know about like your Instagram audience, but like the people here, like I think are very uh, book savvy like they like we're all in the personal growth space people wouldn't be hearing this podcast if it weren't for the for the space and yeah. i also i really agree like the like today you have the world's smartest 
brains in your freaking phone, which is pretty crazy with Audible. It's like, right. don't take advantage of that. You're a freaking idiot. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, you, you just like, you're missing out on the world's best freaking offer to you with like yeah. wisdom of people that, you know, <laughs> have done it all. Like nutritionists, coaches, millionaires, uh, entrepreneurs, like people that had so much challenges going on, uh, relationship yes. experts, like it's crazy. All right. Can you uh, give me just like a couple of uh, recent books that you read or just like books that you think like, let's, that's like yeah. three books that you would give any entrepreneur. Yes. Uh, purple Cow by Seth Godin. It's a beautiful concept. It's all about being the purple cow. So what is the purple cow? It's a unique selling point. It's somebody that stands out. It's a business concept that is unlike everybody else. Because when you think of cows, they're all black and white. But when you see a purple cow in a field, <laughs> that catches your eye. In business, you want to be a purple cow. You don't want to be black and white. You don't want to blend in with everybody else. You need to stand out. How do you stand out? Having a unique selling point, having bonuses, adding a massive amount of value, great customer service, results, etc. So it's really, really focusing on being able to be different. So I love that book. Um, business books. Oh, man. I, I think that... Um, a you lot of the books I books. Yeah, that's more of the books I read and more of the business mm -hmm. that I learn is more from um, uh, people in person. Like I have a lot of mentors that have like a couple of them have over a hundred million dollar companies and I just love learning from them. But um, the other book that I really like is anything from Eckhart Tolle, A Power of Now, The Power of Now and A New Earth um, are just really powerful books to be able to understand mindset to understand consciousness and to understand how powerful our minds are and then how to control them i love dr joe dispenza anyone that reads his stuff is obsessed if you guys haven't read dr joe dispenza's book one of them is breaking the habit of being yourself you're missing out on life Everybody I talk to is obsessed with Robert Greene and jo Dr. Joe Dispenza. They're amazing. Dr. Robert Greene is really good. Um, Mastery. Um, I think the other book is The Human Potential or Human um, Factors. And um, yeah, there's just so many. I love Dale Carnegie. I love, um, ah, there's just so many. I have $7,000 worth of audibles and then like $10,000 worth of hard copy books. So I could go on for days about books. <laughs> all right, all right. No, that's that's awesome that you um that you have so many books that you recommended. And by the way, I haven't read even one of the books that you recommended yet. So I'm mm. definitely gonna. I have I have a new list of books to get to grab. I heard of some of them. Um, definitely heard of most of them actually, but I haven't. Power vs. Force is really good too. Which one? Um, Power vs. Force. It's just how to really show up as an authentic leader mm -hmm. and be able to guide people and get them to buy into your goals and visions and dreams versus trying to make them do something. So it's, mm -hmm. it's very powerful. Awesome. Cool. So great list over here. And by the way, do you have this list of like your recommended books anywhere? Because you should. Definitely should. I, I, sh I should make one. You're right. <laughs> All right. I post them yeah. on my story. So I try and read every single day. I listen to a podcast or an audible, which is an audio book. Yeah. Um, I try and post them on my Instagram story. I try not to spam people too much. But if you add me on Instagram, Brittany Michael Chuck, you will see all of the books that I like to read. And I try and post them all the time. 
Cool. And definitely, yeah, I mean, I love your Instagram profile. And that's the second thing I want to talk to you about. And hopefully we'll get to the third and final thing because I know we're short on time. But what like, I want to just like bring this whole conversation into Instagram for it because you're so I'm, I was very inspired by your Instagram. Um, like, you have a lot going on. I'm, I'm learning a lot from how you run your Instagram because um, when you I'm going into your profile and like I'm seeing stories ta, 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 and, and the stories you like have so much value that you're giving in the stories and also like your posts are long form posts. So I'm seeing you definitely investing time in Instagram and as a person that I'm trying to now clean up my Instagram act because it's definitely not, not perfect. Uh, I, I would love some, some tips maybe just like, first of all, how do you, how does Instagram not consume all your day when you have so many stories going on? Like I find it hard just to stop in the middle of the day maybe and just like, you know, do a story. Do you get used to that? Like, how, do you have mm, Yeah, great question. Um, so most of my business is done from social media. So my brand, how I get on podcasts through social media, how I get on big stages through social media is building my brand. How I get a lot of my clients is through social media. So I understand that social media is a very important aspect to my business and to my goals. I mean, I want to impact millions of people. And so right. one of the best platforms is through social media. So I just consciously recognize that I have to dedicate a lot of time to growing my social media. And so I just place a big importance on it. I just really try and create quality content. I'm always learning for anyone that has had me on social media for longer than a year. So let's think back to a year last year. I don't, I was not adding as much value as I add now. And so my social media has really been a progression of how do I add the most value and test concepts. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like, what's so, this is so important, you guys, is when you are producing content, you need to test your concepts because not all of your concepts are going to jive with people. Not all of your concepts are good. I'm sorry. Some of my concepts suck, <laughs> but I'm not going to get feedback unless I test my concepts. So I'm always testing concepts, being like, does this land on you? Does this impact you? Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Mm -hmm. The things that impact people, and the reason why this is important for people is because people should adopt this as well if they want to grow their personal brand, is they should really be testing concepts. And their best concepts, they should be putting into speeches, their book, their course, et cetera, because yeah. – um, uh, and that's why I do so many lives as well. That's why I create so many stories. That's why I create so much content on my wall is because every time I'm just putting information on being like, what resides with you the best? What is going to help impact and move you? And then you collect all those tested concepts. You collect the best ones and you create a course. You create a book. You um, create your signature speech out of your best concepts, your highest quality concepts. And that's how you create a very engaging, powerful personal brand on social media in the 21st century. Got it. So just basically like you're into just spreading as much of your ideas as possible into the stories and social media out there. By the way, like- um, Testing concepts. You're, yeah, and, and, and basically uh, when you do that, do you work with Instagram and Facebook or just only Instagram? Like what platforms are you on mostly? 
I mostly focus on Instagram. Facebook is too hard to grow right now. They redid mm-hmm. the algorithm where your page just isn't going to be shown yeah, for sure. on people's newsfeed unless you pay. Yeah. So Facebook is, a, is, is paid advertisements. Like mm-hmm. if you want to do paid advertisements, Facebook is bomb.com <laughs> to be able to target people. Like when you would spend thousands of dollars to put your ad in the magazine, you have no idea who's going to read it. You kind yeah. of have a demographic, but you don't know who's going to pick up that magazine. Now, yeah due to Facebook and Instagram ads, you can target your target demographic so precisely to your conversion rate if, there's a caveat, if your ad is awesome. Yeah. Your ad is awesome. You then can target the precise people that need to see that ad to be able to blow up your business. So Facebook, I feel, is more of a platform for ads, whereas Instagram, I think, is the best platform to grow your personal brand because you don't cap out at 5,000 people. Like Facebook, you can't grow your friends list by that past 5,000 people. You have to create a page. Pages just don't show up on people's news feeds. Facebook has like blocked it essentially because they want Facebook to be all about personal connections. So personal Facebook profiles connecting with each other. They don't want to spam people's pages because they want you to pay them money. So like, you know what, if you're going to spam people on Facebook, we want to make money off of you. So you have to pay us for your ads. So that's why I think Facebook is great if you want to pay to play, but for Instagram, you can grow it for free organically. It's really hard because the new algorithm has changed again where it is harder to grow your Instagram than ever before because your stuff is being shown on less people's news feeds. So Instagram has essentially become a big popularity contest. So, um, but essentially it's become a popularity contest because it's not showing everybody's stuff on everybody's newsfeed. What the Instagram algorithm has done is it's like, this stuff is really popular in this niche. Who is in this niche? Who's in this speaking niche? Who's in this entrepreneurial niche? Who are the best contributors with the highest quality concepts and the highest quality content, we're going to show this, these popular people's content on all of this niche demographic. Essentially, what Instagram is doing is being like, screw anyone with shitty content. We're not showing your content on people's walls. Like, just get off our platform. And it's saying to a very select few people that create high quality content, thank you for creating high quality content. We're going to show all your stuff on people's news feeds. So what you want to do is create the high quality content. And of course, it's not something that like everyone wants, but it's the truth. And when you are equipped with the truth, you then get to be able to um, almost like hack the algorithm and be able to create the desired results that you want. So it's all about creating high quality content these days and how the Instagram algorithm works. This is specific on how they actually create this format that I just explained is how much engagement you get within the first hour. And then based on your specific hashtags, and this is what I read off the Instagram platform, how you create, um, it's based off the specific hashtags and the location tags. So then what happens with the hashtags, it will then group something and be like, okay, this is relevant to this niche. Let's show their content to this niche. And how they rate it is how much engagement you get. So how many Got comments, it. likes, saves, shares, and um, 
uh, follows you get from that post, then it will say Instagram. This is a really high quality post. Show this on everyone's newsfeed. So yeah. you can create a high quality content, hire a professional videographer and photographer. I hate photo shoots. I hate, I loathe photo shoots. There's nothing more time consuming than a photo shoot. Like I hate putting on makeup. I hate putting toxins and chemicals on my face. But I will do it because photo shoots are high quality content and high quality content converts on social media. I don't do photo shoots because I want to. I do photo shoots because it is high quality content that works well on social media. Yeah. So high quality content and then high quality captions. Learn copywriting, you guys. <laughs> if you want one skill, if you want to learn one skill set to explode your social media, learn copywriting. Copywriting is important because not only is it the way that you communicate ideas from your head to paper to be able to impact people, but when you master copywriting, you become a wordsmith. You sound better. You can not only articulate the written word, but you become better at articulating the spoken word. So if you guys want to grow your social media, you want to become a better speaker, you want to grow your personal brand, master copywriting. Read articles, read books on it, research people, follow the best copywriters in the world, study their stuff, master this skill set, and explode your brand. I totally think it's um, valid points. And studying copywriting is definitely, you know, an art form by itself. You have some people that you can just basically, like even if you don't see the, their image and you read their captions, you understand it's them kind of, you know, like uh, because they're on, they have their own voice. So definitely when you can, like you target your audience with copy that resonates with them and you're basically speaking your language, I guess it makes, it makes sense. I'm always kind of like, trying to experiment with different sorts of content, you know, creating long form posts with a lot of hashtags, yeah. stuff like that. Do you have any, okay, before I ask about hashtags and everything like that, question, do you use a business uh, Instagram profile or the, per, or the personal? Uh, business. Business allows you to see the analytics. It allows you to swipe up feature. Um, it allows you to post ads. I just find that it's, it's a little bit more inclusive because I almost want to entice you to have a business account because you can post ads. And again, that's what Facebook and Instagram want is for you to spend money on their ads. Right. But then I have, I have something that I came across, which uh, let me know what you think. So basically, if you have an Instagram business account, then your stories can only be uh, synced uh, with your Facebook page stories, which nobody watches. But if you have a personal profile, then you, ha you can sync your uh, Instagram stories with Facebook personal profile stories. And then you get double the exposure of your stories. So that's like why I stayed, I, I, I was in business, then I went back to personal and I gave up my swipe up features and stuff like that on stories. Because I, I just like I said, I, I'd rather have the exposure of, of stories on Facebook as well. Than, and I didn't find like what would be better on business. That's what I'm like, kind of like thinking. What are your thoughts on that? I think that you had to figure out what's right for you. I think that each person is different. Um, and one of the things that people can do is Google the difference between a personal Instagram page and a business Instagram page. Um, again, the main differential components are um, the opportunity to view the insights to um, 
do ads on your business page. You can't do ads on a personal page. You can't view insights on a personal page. And um, I'm pretty sure the swipe up feature is only available for the business page after yeah. you receive 10,000 followers. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important as well. Like after you receive 10,000 followers. And um, do, you, do you run ads on Instagram? Yeah. 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 For your content or like did you boost your posts or do you run ads to special funnels? Content. So I most, I work with a lot of clients that want to grow their brand. So sometimes we'll do ads. So I will help them create the concept of the ad because what's most important with a lot of this stuff is the concept of the ad. You can get a, a, a shitty concept in front of a million people and have a super low conversion rate. You can have a great ad and a great concept in front of a thousand people and have an insane conversion rate and they get a lot of money if the ad is structured properly. So I help them with structuring the ad and then actually promoting the ad to their target demographic on social media as well. Cool. And, um, and in terms of like, I know that posting high quality content, uh, working right, you know, with the, with the tools you have, um, you are very good at networking on Instagram, mm -hmm. right? And um, I'm also looking to get better at networking. So I would love a couple of tips on just like, and, and I guess everybody here is kind of like wondering about like, wait, how do I network on Instagram? Uh, it's kind of like, a, no, not a lot of people do it, um, especially not, you know, right, the right way. Um, yeah. So what are, your, what are some of your tips on just like networking with, with people in the space? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I get this question all the time. Um, one of the ways that I've been able to build um, one of probably, I mean, I would arguably say one of the best networks in this space, adding a shit ton of value. So I do multiple different things. So I have these influencer masterminds where I get some of the biggest influencers on in this entire space and I just connect them through an Instagram mastermind. The other thing that I do is create PDFs specifically for my niche target demographics. So like one of the things I do is I target people that um, are event planners because that's how I get on these massive stages. Like I'm speaking at a stage in New York this weekend and then in a couple of weeks um, I'm flying to LA to speak at a stage of 6,000 people. And so the reason um, why I've been able to create these opportunities in the beginning is not um, just because of skill and talent, which I think most people think, oh, I'm not the best speaker, so I can't land these opportunities. If you create enough value for the event coordinator, they'll put you on their stage. And so I then started doing this is when I first started out. Now I don't really do this stuff anymore, mm -hmm. but I was like, I just want to get on these stages. I was like, I, my goal is to become the biggest female speaker in this space, the best coach, the best consultant. I want to end up on these stages. So I would do their social media for free. So I do all their social media live the day of the event. And I'd be like, please just give me five, 10 minutes of stage time. They're like, okay, fine. I would do consulting for free. So I'd help them grow their event. I promoted on my social media in exchange for stage time. I will um, connect them with people in exchange for stage time, connect them to big stages and big podcasts. So the other thing I do is I figure out who are the event planners and I'm just like, here's some value, here's some value. Brittany Michael checks here, here's some value. And so it just essentially made sure that they saw me until they gave me the chance to speak on their stage and impact people. I love speaking on stage. I'm going to add value. But 
if the event coordinator doesn't know that and doesn't see that, you're not going to end up on their stage. So yeah. you need to do what you need to do to grab their attention. And then the second component of that is you need to have bomb concepts. And that's why like what we talked about creating high quality concepts, testing concepts, copywriting, um, becoming a thought leader is so important because the only way you're going to continue to like creating value will get your foot in the door. But the only way you're going to build a massive brand around becoming a powerful speaker is by people listening to you speak and being like, she's good. He's good. So the next component after you've been able to build rapport with the people that you need to to get on the stages it's backing up with the best content it's backing so to become a powerful speaker you need to master two things number one is delivery are you passionate are you enthusiastic does your tone change or does it just say the same as a monotone like this and really boring and there's no variation do you move on stage are you confident how do you relay that information so how do you communicate that information to the audience so it's all about your delivery and the second component is the content so what are you actually saying is it high quality content or is it just things um, that are going to kind of roll off people's back that aren't really enticing educating entertaining or informing people so again you want to figure out who you need to know to get on these stages figure out your speech and then deliver it in a really powerful way yeah awesome and last tips for just like how do you find the right people to connect with if you want to connect on instagram stock them on ig the stock Cycle. Just stalk them on IG. Right. <laughs> I'm just right. kidding. I say that jokingly, but I'm actually serious. Um, figure out who they are. Go on Instagram. Follow people's stories. Don't actually stalk them. Don't blow up their DMs with like useless, hey, can I speak on your stage um, 20 times? But just figure out who they are. Figure out what networks they're in. Integrate yourself into their networks. Um, and just uh, follow traces. See who the biggest public speakers are in this space. See what stages are on. Go to Google. Look at the events. Scroll down. Go to the About Us section and see who's hosting these events. Find their personal name on Instagram and connect with them. Yeah. It's detective work. It's just following <laughs> it's the trail. It's Googling. It's using yeah. Google and being like, who's hosting this event? And then figuring out adding the event on your Instagram and adding the person who's hosting the event. Because the person that's hosting the event always chooses the speakers. Yeah. And by the way, just like saying, like you're talking about events, but it, it actually can, it implies in everything. Like if you're, uh, if you want to get in touch with uh, like other coaches, then go find out who those coaches are. Like Google them, find their about page, connect with them on Instagram. Like same yeah. thing goes for anything. If you're a designer and you want to connect with other design leaders, then you can do that as well. So anyways, yeah, totally great advice. Thank you so much uh, for, for advice on this. Um, brilliant. Um, just like um, coming towards the end here, I just want to ask you, what are the what is the thing that you are most fired about today? That I'm most most fired up about. Fired up about? Um, I love public speaking. I think that's one of my greatest goals right now. Mm -hmm. That's why I do pod. I do like three podcasts a week recently, and like I nice. try and speak at least once every week or every two weeks. Um, internationally, at least once every three weeks, and um, I just love impacting people. I just feel like. I've had so many challenges and so many um, rock bottoms, to be completely honest, where I experienced so much pain. And it was through those painful experiences, the thing that always brought me out of it was being like, Brittany, you were put on this earth 
to do something big. You were put on this earth to impact and help people. And I'm always so strongly reminded when I go through those, those challenging times that when I'm back on top and when I'm back to myself, which happens all the time, I mean, you only go through the ups and the downs for a short amount of time. It's just such a powerful reminder why I was put here on earth. And it always focuses and recenters me to be like, you were meant to impact people. You were meant to help people. You were meant to positively affect the world. And so I just love speaking. I love helping people. I just, I love seeing people win. I love seeing people become successful by doing the work that I promote. Because I will give you all of the secrets to create success in your personal. I help, I help entrepreneurs and coaches grow their business. I help them with their branding, their marketing, getting on more publications, getting more stages, more podcasts, growing their social media, essentially helping them become a superpower on social media. And I will give you all the tools, but if you don't put them into action and you don't do what you're supposed to do, you're, you're not going to create the success that you came to me for. So I just love seeing people do the things that they need to do. And I'll give you the tools, but I love seeing people use the tools to create the house. Awesome. And do you have a process that you walk them through? Those people that you, that you coach? Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone's different. Okay. I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching right now. I'm moving more into group coaching and building my course and launching uh, my course that's in congruency with my mastermind. Um, yeah. But each mine is different. I mean, all the concepts are essentially the same, but the pace is different and the areas that we lean into are differ a tiny little bit. Yeah. Awesome. And I know we haven't even talked about bracelets for humanity. Is that still a thing? In, like you yeah. still running it? No, it's done. All right. It's a beautiful business. I yeah. loved it. It was amazing. And at the same time, I always knew I was going to do coaching, consulting. And yeah. it was just growing into doing it full time. Yeah. And I think like definitely, by the way, you have um, tons of impact in the world by coaching other coaches and, and entrepreneurs that have also influenced and can impact tons of lives. So definitely a worthy cause. And um, I can also connect to this feeling of like, you know, when you're really down, you're like, Sagi, like I tell myself, like Sagi, you, you, you had that feeling when you were a kid that you're here on this earth for a reason to impact a lot of people. That's why you're here. Like, yeah, so definitely can connect to that. <laughs> and uh, Brittany, it was uh, such a pleasure having you on the show. Likewise. Thank you. But so much value and so much great tips and practical tips as well for people to implement. And uh, I'll definitely link to your Instagram. Yes, and, add me um, on Instagram. Yeah, I will do that. And also anywhere else that you would like people to follow you? Just Instagram. Send me a message on Instagram if you would like me to help you blow up your brand. And uh, yeah, let's get to work. All right. So everybody, stop your car right now, wherever you are listening to this, and go to Instagram just really quickly. Follow Brittany, Michael Chuck, and um, also just like check out the comment, like basically then notes, uh, show notes here of the show, and you'll find it and just like click it through and like. Yeah, and send me a message and say you found me on this podcast. Also, cool. if you guys um, decide to repost this, if you take a screenshot of this podcast, throw it up on your wall and I will repost it. Um, and so just, yeah, if you send me a message and say you came from this podcast, I'll totally follow you back. Love to connect. And if you screenshot this podcast, throw it on your wall, I'll repost it. Totally. And
also be sure to tag Sagi Schreiber as well. And I will also like repost it and we'll have a reposting celebration. So, all right. Brittany, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Thank you for going overtime with this. Your blessing. So, wish you tons of success and tons of amazing stages. Hopefully, uh, I'll be in one of your um, events that you speak at. I love that. And thank you so much. You're so passionate about what you do and you have such a, uh, a massive um, drive to be able to help people. So thank you for showing up powerfully and just doing your best and really putting your best foot forward to be able to impact the world in a positive way. So thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Really appreciate it. All right. Yeah. Hey everybody so if you enjoyed this episode like i did um so definitely be sure to do as Brittany said and just um post just take a snapshot of this conversation then go on over to instagram and post it on your um either on your story or on your feed and tag us tag Brittany michael chuck and sagi schreiber and uh, maybe even the creativepreneur show and once you do that, you can definitely um, um, expect for us to repost it. Like basically like we'll share it on our Instagram stories or feed. So be sure to do that. Also, like, you, like she said, like follow her and send her a message that you came through this podcast. It goes a long way. Uh, most of us are passive, but let's be active. Let's all be more active as entrepreneurs. We need to. So um, if you enjoy this, also feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. And um, if you haven't followed me yet, follow me at Sagi Schreiber. And I really hope to connect with you there as well. So everybody, have an amazing day and night, wherever you are in the world. And we'll see you in the next episode. Without attention, you can't impact people. Consuming knowledge is the most important skill in life. Because when you can consume knowledge, applied knowledge is power. 